the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here to Pro-America Report. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, by the way. Today is my daughter, my youngest daughter's birthday. Happy birthday to Helen Teresa Martin. She turns eight turns eight today so we have uh, been celebrating all day she celebrates a birthday week actually I have to be honest all my kids celebrate a birthday week I may keep I keep telling people that and they think I'm my eight-year-old daughter is the one who so cute that she had all my children uh, long ago I don't know why we did it we started celebrating a birthday week you can decide when you want your birthday week to begin it can be either be a week before like um you know one week ago today Friday to Friday or you can start it on a Sunday that encompasses your birthday uh, those are your choices. So anyway, happy birthday to my daughter. We had a great time. She's a great, great blessing to us and uh, very cool. So great to be with you. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. A lot to cover tonight, but remember, you can always go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and stay up to date on my show, Andrea Kay's show, which is right before this show. We also, Andrea, Andrea Kay and I, will be in C- at CPAC together in a few weeks. So watch for that. We'll be doing the show from there. Uh, you can also go visit EdMartinLive.com, EdMartinLive.com. Go there. The m- main thing I want you to do there is... You can listen to old shows. You can look at uh, all kinds of things I've been writing. But when you go there, especially for the first time, there'll be a pop-up. And if you give me your email address, I will send you every morning at 5 a.m. Pacific time what you need to know, a daily wink. Really worth doing. A great uh, team effort to get that out, and uh, it's good stuff. So hopefully you go to edmartinlive.com. And folks that want to email me, edit edmartinlive.com, edit edmartinlive.com, or you can uh, on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin, at Eagle Ed Martin. You can text me, 314-256-1776. You know, my work at the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national organization of leaders, is really interesting. We have a lot of interesting stuff we do. We push pro-family and uh, pro-life and pro-America policies. We know politics. We understand how things work, and it's really cool. One of my teammates, my colleagues, was at that speech yesterday uh, by President Trump in the White House. Uh, our executive director from the, the Washington, D.C. office of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles was there. It was very cool. Uh, she had some great stories. She was sitting next to Kellyanne Conway, and uh, she was uh, visited with Congressman Mike Johnson and others afterwards. So great speech if you haven't watched it. And later on in the program, I will uh, play for you a clip from that speech, and I will finish this show with my entreaty, my plea uh, for Americans to rise up and uh, influence this president and get some things done to help uh, protect the good guys. So we'll talk more about that uh, in a few minutes, and we'll have a couple of uh, interviews and things to cover and a lot more. Uh, all right, let me get to it, though, today. Big jobs report out today. Here's what you need to know. Big jobs report out. Uh, but we're getting, It's getting to be old news for us. Right. You sort of are like, hey, oh, it's another Friday. Oh, there's another jobs report out. It's not every Friday. It's once a month. Uh, another jobs report out. And it shows, again, uh, great um, numbers. And the article that I saw that walked through uh, the uh, what was going on, one of them, uh, really, it, it talked about what um, 
that really look like, what the numbers look like. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. I gotta, ref- I gotta re- try to remember, but um, yeah, it was the Wall Street Journal. I'll put this up uh, on social media. But here's it was one of the best summaries. It's only about twenty paragraphs long, short paragraphs too. Uh, but it was all about um, how it was not just solid, but above, above average. I mean, it was a really good jobs report, and it shows um, that one detail that more Americans than ever are out in the um, Mark, in the economy, looking for jobs. And I hadn't sort of followed that. But the point here is actually unemployment went up a tenth of a percentage point, actually, from 3.5 to 3.6, because in the way they described it is more people are in the market looking for jobs. And that changes the equation. So here's those, some of those numbers. Employees, employers added 225,000 jobs last month. Uh, and it was um, supposed to be about 185, they thought, 185,000. So it, it overperformed uh, that. Wages climbed 3.1% from a year they do it year to year. Um, so, and that's up from 3%. Just in general, economy's humming. Now, let me tell you a quick story. I was up in Pennsylvania yesterday, I told you that, and I was with some businessmen in the evening talking about the economy. And one of them said he started a business during uh, March and April of 2017. And he said for him, it's a, it's a HVAC business, um, installation and maintenance of air conditioning and uh, venting for heating and, and air conditioning both and the units and all that. And he and his son started this business. The guy's probably 55 years old. And he said, I said, how's business? He says, it's unbelievable. He said, I, we can't, we have to hire people. We're going like gangbusters. He says, wonderful. And he said, I had some meetings with friends, small business owners in the same industry, same pretty much industry construction related and, and, um, building, you know, a, a trades related. And he said, I asked them that have been in in business for longer, you know, when did it get like this? And they said it really was around the time Trump won the election. Those first few months, it took a month or two for it to settle in. And then everybody realized, and it was gangbuster since then. Because he wondered. He hadn't owned a business. He'd worked for other people before uh, the the, right after 2017 in March or May, March or April or May. And he said... It just everybody's saying he said right now, everybody's so confident. Everybody's so encouraged. Everybody's so up. And that's what you're seeing. I mean, have you ever seen a week where a president has had more good news, more successes? I mean, it seems like this week has gone on forever, but here's the week. Jobs, jobs are unbelievably up strong in every way. Unbelievable markets up. I mean, the economy's humming. Uh, the impeachment, um, um, the, the attempted impeachment failed. Even the National Prayer Breakfast got a lot of uh, attention, and I think it deserved to be so. But at least the prayer, one way I like it, you're getting news and press for being at a prayer breakfast. This is all, I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful blessing. And then the State of the Union was phenomenal, right? I mean, the State of the Union speech was phenomenal. And Nancy Pelosi acted like a petulant little child. So it, it just was an unbelievable week. But what you need to know is directionally, again, Everything is going in the right direction. Oh, I, I forgot. Uh, Monday was the Iowa caucuses <laughs> where the Democrats can't, they reveal that they can't even count. And actually, they reveal that they can't count and that they cheat. That they, they actually cheat. They actually, you know, when, if, so, if you played a basketball game, you know, I coach my, my son uh, and daughter's basketball teams. I coach seventh grade and I coach uh, uh, second grade, second grade girls, seventh grade boys. And it's the boys' games are pretty competitive. The girls' games are barely basketball, but it's fun. But the boys' games are competitive. 
But if we had a game, we won a game last uh, last uh, month where we played uh, into overtime, and then after a certain point, you run out of time in the gym because they're playing back-to-back in the gym. It's a small town we live in. And so they played next basket wins, which is funny for kids that are playing five-on-five. Five. And we happened to score the basket. Imagine if we went to file the scores, you know, with the scorekeeper. We said, well, uh, we, we played harder, and so we're gonna we're just going to say we won. And we're going to say we won, and we're just going to let... And that's what Pete Buttigieg did. He said he, he just said he won. He didn't win, but he said he won, and the media covered it. And they love covering it because they hate Bernie. And so Bernie's now being being beaten up, mistreated by the fact that he... Because he won, but they don't like him. And it's unbelievable. So the president had the greatest week. But my point here is, directionally, everything is going the right way. Okay? It's going the right way. And we should be really excited about it. We should be energized. We should be interested. People should be looking for more opportunities. You know, it's it's um it's easier to be kind when you're successful. It's easier to be kind when you're successful, and we have to remember that. Not just politically that our side is being successful, but it's easier. You know, that where country is doing great. We have to think of the ways to 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 understand that and recognize that. One is to be grateful uh, and and thankful. And I keep, uh, with all my friends and people I talk to, I keep talking about how uh, disappointed and shocked and sad I am that um, Rush Limbaugh is so sick because it's just a terrible thing. You just don't see it coming. I mean, he's a pretty vital guy. And um, so you got th- count your, you got to count your blessings. you got to count your blessings. And also, we have to look around the world and we have to, uh, and, and look, let me say it better. We have to look around our world, whether it's next to us on the dais or whether it's um, uh, or whether it's um, uh, across the world, and we have to recognize people who do evil things. I believe that Schiff and Pelosi did evil things. I think the president was right to say that this week. We have to be willing to identify that. I also think that the Chinese government, the communist Chinese, are doing evil things. They're persecuting the Fulongong. They're mistreating the Uyghurs, persecuting them too. And now the doctor who blew the whistle on the terrible coronavirus is dead. 34 years old. He's dead. The doctor. Now, this is not exactly the 1917 influenza, as far as I can tell. The 1917 influenza, the one that was so famous uh, because it was so recent, and you know there was other influenzas. If you went back to the late late, late 1400s and 1500s, you had you had influenzas that came through. Sorry, it was yeah, it was the they call it the 1917. Um, well, 1917, 1918. I was having this debate with my wife. It started in 1918. Um, uh, the Spanish flu. I guess that's the big one. But anyway, back then, um, yeah, there it is, and it. Um, and 1918 and 1919, it killed, killed, you know, it killed, uh, 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 you know, a lot of people infected. Let me look at the numbers infected 500 million people. And um, and it was uh, 50 million died. 50 million died. Maybe 100 million. OK, so but back to the reason that that was so bad is because it actually if you got the flu and you were old and tired and your 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 um, your immune system was compromised, your immune system just didn't couldn't fight it back. And did, but it didn't kill you. If your immune system was strong, it attacked the flu, but it couldn't beat it. And the attacking of the flu was what actually what made you sicker. It made it made it worse for you. That's the problem. That's not the thing in the China flu coronavirus. It's not one of those. It's, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be. In other words, it's mostly uh, life threatening for people who are uh, uh, immune compromised, children, old people, uh, otherwise sick people. Shouldn't have killed the 34 year old doctor who blew the whistle. At this point, do you believe that it's a coincidence that he died? 
Uh, is that possible? He was he, he was infected and he died. The other thing is, it's one that if you take care of the people, they get better. They don't die. There's something wrong. And in China, and my point here is what you need to know is things are going great in America, but there's still evil in the world. There's still evil in the world. And you got to be able to identify it. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro America Report. Be right back. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. This is the Pro America Report on The Answer San Diego. Uh, but some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I'd say, this is unfair, let's go to court. They say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all... We then went through the Mueller report, and they should have come back one day later. They didn't. They came back two years later, after lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money. People came to Washington to help other people. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I say. They came, one or two or three people in particular, but many people. Well, there you have it. When you listen to that clip, that was a clip that was put on Twitter, posted on Twitter by Donald Trump Jr. And of course, it's the president of the United States yesterday at that meeting at the White House, that gathering at the White House that he called a celebration post-impeachment. And I have to tell you, this is the one... Um when I, I went back and listened to that speech because I found it so much fun. I mean, not that speech, that, that gathering, because it was so much fun. I listened to parts of it. And this one jumped out at me. Because listen to what that was. You just heard the President of the United States say, we went through the Mueller report, and they, they should have come back one day later. In other words, they should have stopped that. And they didn't. They came back two years later. After lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money, people came to Washington to help other people, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I say they came one or two or three people in particular, but many people. When I heard the president say that yesterday and when I listen to it now, um, what it makes me think of is General Mike Flynn and Roger Stone, but certainly General Flynn. You know, it is one of the great injustices of our time that General Mike Flynn has been going through what he's going through. And, you know, people didn't cover it. The media didn't cover it. I mean, it's extraordinary how uh, bad the media is and what they do. They didn't even cover the fact that inside the filings one week ago were was a document of um, General Flynn. And what he said in that is really one of the most extraordinary uh, descriptions by a guy who is now sort of recanting his plea agreement and describing in detail why he did it, how he did it. He basically, General Flynn says, and it was longer than this, it was seven or eight pages, that he was he was put in a position where they told him that he lied, that, they, that he had not told him the whole truth because he couldn't remember for sure, and that if he didn't plea to something like this, they were going to go after his son, or if he did plea guilty to this, they would stop going after his son. 
and his son is married with a young child and you know and he's thinking well i guess if this is a way to stop this madness and the lawyers he's getting advice from are swamped up lawyers themselves it's outrageous it's absolutely outrageous i mean hear those words again that the Mueller report there's nothing in it there's not Geraldo Rivera's vault with the Al Capone vault that Geraldo Rivera revealed remember years ago and they got in they opened up there's nothing there after months or whatever it was, it felt like months of promotion, all the Mueller, years, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of thousands of documents, testimonies, subpoenas, over 500 subpoenas, I think, all kinds of stuff. Nothing. Nothing. $200,000 of Facebook ads run by some Russian troll farm is all they ever came up with. That didn't influence the election at all. It was nothing compared to the, the, the foreign national British steel dossier that Hillary Clinton play, paid for and was used against we the people. But be that as it may, forget about how jerked around we were. It's pretty bad. But focus for a second on what the president said in his, th- in his talk, in his speech, in his, his gathering yesterday. After they came back two years later, after lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money, people who came to Washington to help other people, bright eyed and bushy tailed. I say they came one or two or three people in particular, General Flynn. They, they these people who kept getting their salaries paid. Comey got a multi. James Comey got what five million, ten million, or even no fifty million dollars for his book deal. He got a contract to go on all the TV stations, all this stuff. Their lives are going in the direction of real fun, and meanwhile, General Flynn has to sell his home in Virginia. He had a second home where he lived and worked out of a lot of times. Sell his home, primary home, move back to his family home in Rhode Island. And, and, and put, get himself millions of dollars full of debt for nothing. Worse than nothing. For deceptive and evil. These are evil beings. And here's my point. Here's what I want you to hear me. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I'm sorry it's Friday night. I'm all torqued up. I just want you to understand this. Time marches on. And the media is going to want the next thing and an evil shift. And, and the wicked witch of Pelosi is going to find something else to do. And, and, and even the conservatives are going to move on to winning the election and going on and left in the wake of this broken, evil effort to take this president down are people like General Flynn. But for the grace of God, I was offered positions in the Trump administration and didn't take them. I was too busy doing my work with the philosophical eagles to go. But had I done it and you pick the wrong spot. And, and by the way, General Flynn is the most dramatic and terrible example. There's plenty of other, you know, mid-level staffers in the White House who have to get a lawyer and spend $10,000, $30,000, $25,000 to pay the lawyers to navigate this junk that the Mueller fo- hoax did. It's an extraordinary travesty. And one of the things that we can't allow happen, we cannot allow time to march on and leave behind on the battlefield the wounded, the decimated, the General Flynn's. We just can't let it happen. We must demand, and this is from the president and from each other. That these people not be left behind, not General Flynn, not Carter Page, not Roger Stone, because I guarantee, look, the James Comey, he was fired, right? He was fired from his job. He was discredited as a person. You know what he got? Rewarded. James Comey, John Brennan, James Clapper. These people are discredited, dishonored. You know what they got? More money, more prestige in their community. 
And you know what? The, on our side, now I will say General Flynn has told me frequently that he gets great support from folks that you know encourage him and all, so I don't want to be too dismissive. But time marches on, and the left and the establishment and the deep state protects their own. And they leave the others by the way. So Congressman Steve Stockman is in prison for 10 years, for 10 years. People, people commit violent crimes and get less time than he got for a, a, a basically a filing, a misunderstanding. Why? He was one of the conservatives that attacked the Obama administration for what they were doing, including Lois Lerner. The fact is that there is an injustice that's happened. Many of them. Because of the attempted coup of this president, and as time marches on, we have to not just remember in our history those who valiantly served in the fight, but we have to go back and get them. We're America. We're Americans. We don't leave. I remember my brother, the Marine, you know, he tell me all the time, this is just how we think. You don't leave guys on the battlefield ever. We're America. That's in our culture. And right now, there's guys on the battlefield wounded being left behind. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm disgusted by it. So we talked earlier, just a few minutes ago, about how great things are going. It's true. It's true. But I told you, things are going great. But you got to be able to identify the evil that's going around on, too. There is still evil in the world. That's not... We didn't, we didn't conquer evil. We're just doing better at living together and making some good things happen. Play that clip when you get a chance. When you think of it, go play. I'll put it up on social media. Play that clip of the president and hear in his voice what he's saying and recognize he's right. But then take the ne- next step and say, what are we going to do about it? That's what I want to see. Because why? Because that's pro-America. That's what we're about. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here in a pro-America report. Be back. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. The Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Our old friend Selena Zito at Selena Zito. But if you get on our Twitter feed, here's what I'm going to tell you. You get sucked into the Selena's life now. I've been watching now. There's pictures of her grandkids. I forget now what she was doing the other day. So I'm totally sucked in. I'm like a Selena Zito groupie. But go to selenazito.com also and you get signed up and she'll send you an email. She doesn't send them frequently enough. I'm, I'm complaining on the air because they used to come a little more regularly. You get all the things she writes. Her book, The Great Revolt is out in paperback, updated with Brad Todd, a bestseller, and she's over at Washington Examiner, New York Post, all over the place. So welcome back, Selena. How are you? I'm swell. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. First of all, I, I want to, because I'm going to forget, you're, besides, before you were an expert on the world of, and America and everything, you really knew Pennsylvania, which you still do. How does Bob Casey take that vote on, uh, on impeachment? Does he just figure he's not, he's got a long enough runway for his reelection or is Pennsylvania that purple that it doesn't matter? I, I thought that would have been, I, it wasn't even close with Casey. He was never anything but vote to him to convict the president. Is there, uh, what am I misunderstanding about Casey trying to be a moderate sounding guy? I don't know. Uh, Bob Casey hasn't been a moderate since uh, he first ran in 2006. Uh, He, I mean, he's told me so. We've had that discussion. I've written that story. He's a progressive. Uh, He's proud of it. Um, I don't know how 
in the way this world works these days, if you have four daughters that and you live in D.C., that you can uh, uh, avoid the sort of, you know, cultural influence of that town uh, to not uh, go left with your or with the party. Um, he, he he's very comfortable being a progressive. I think he wanted to stake his claim outside of his father's legacy, who was an iconic uh. moderate pro-life, pro-gun um, uh, um, uh, Democrat who was famously cut out of the 92 Bill Clinton um, uh, inauguration or convention yeah, yeah. Uh, because yep. of his moderate stances on life. And, and so Casey has been quietly sort of um, moving left since he first was elected in 2006, and because the Republicans have sort of failed to uh, run someone against him, you know, plus, you know, he's a tenant man. That's that legacy thing, right? People look at him, look how Spock Casey's safe. And so that sort of, that also plays in his favor. You know, while I'm talking to you, I'm trying to find the quote. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I, I remember talking to the late Phyllis Schlafly, and we were actually talking about um, Scott Walker, whose wife is pretty liberal. And Phyllis was observing that in politics, you can show 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 you know show us your spouse. You know, if you're a woman, your husband, and if you're especially if you're a man, your wife. And if they're very liberal, you know, you you know, as Phyllis would say, I think a picture her saying, if whoever lays her head next to you on the pillow every night is going to have an influence on how you see things. And uh, and so you mentioned that with Casey, I was. I was in Pennsylvania in Philly yesterday, um, uh, Selena, and one of the, a guy up there, a real Italian American, he just said what you said. He said, "You gotta understand that in in, Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania politics, a lot of Irish Americans, and they kind of stick together. Casey, Fitzpatrick, all of that." And I thought, spoken like an Italian, of course, he was telling that story. But okay, now Selena, this week, um, Trump's he beats back the impeachment. Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. Oh, really? I still, oh, I didn't. I was in Philadelphia for the I- Bloomberg event. Um, oh, how was that? Well, tell me about that. How 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 does Bloomberg how does Bloomberg fly in Pennsylvania? Uh, well, I think that he has a real opportunity in in my home state to uh, be able to jump in and, if not win, at least cause some pain in our our uh, our primary in April. There's 176 delegates up for grabs. Uh, and and he's going for it. He held a, held a, a rally in um, in Philadelphia at the National Constitution Center. Also, by the way, I should mention it had an open bar and it was catered. I've never been to a wow. rally like that in all my years. But um, the thing that, about Bloomberg that I think people are missing is is he understands you need to build a coalition and the rest of these people that are running do not seem to have grasped that they do not, and you can't win just with your base which is why President well, uh, Trump gave his the State of the Union address that he gave on Wednesday and the I'm mad about the impeachment of um, right talk on Thursday yeah. morning right. because right. he understands that he has to build a coalition. 
Yeah. But by the way, for let's go back to Bloomberg for a second. Besides the obscene amount of money, which in politics, if you say, oh, wow, he's just got money. Look, money can't buy you an election, but it makes it much more interesting. It makes it much more possible. If with no money, you can't do anything. I, you know, Klobuchar is going to discover this pretty quickly and and uh, and some others. But Bloomberg, the di- people don't understand with Bloomberg. One thing I think is if you look at the 2001 election for mayor in New York, he ran against a big field of some well-known Republicans, nobody too famous, but real candidates, real politicians, and he, he used his money, I think it was 50 million bucks, but he actually hired the right people. The, a lot of wealthy people just hire consultants, and it's a disaster, and they don't... Bloomberg actually seems to know sort of how to hire right, and or at least fire right, get rid of people, and I, I've been saying for a while, this isn't just a guy wasting money. He's he's built a, a billion, billion, no, $50 billion operation, uh, uh, wealth and, and career by knowing how to build stuff, so I, I think it's real i don't know how he wins in the general election do you is there do you see a path that he could win a general election against trump he would have a really hard time in my home state he would have an easy time to win the nomination to win the primary but not so much in the general because of his um positions uh on fracking on guns uh that is not going Mm. to build enough of a coalition for him to win the, the state outright Huh. Um, okay, now let me talk about uh, impeachment. At the end of the impeachment, and you've seen poll numbers forever, you know, Gallup and all these things, and you, the approval ratings, and you, yeah, I think you can, t- and especially in 2016, when you were saying to people, hey, I'm hearing from people different than what you're seeing in some of the polling. What do you make of this moment? Did Pelosi and the Democrats make as big a mistake as guys like me think? Or am I just reading into it too soon and wishful thinking? I mean, it feels like they really made themselves into a, a fringe, um, you know, sort of the do nothing party. Um, and, and, and the president certainly pushing them there. And the president seems to be soaring. Is that real, do you think? Or is it sort of, you know, me wanting to believe it? No, no, it's very real. The Democrats, you know, even Democrats that I talk to, they think that their national party is a joke, that this was a chaotic um, uh, journey, and that it was never going to give them the prize that they were sort of um, looking for, and, and, and they've lost, you know, voters over this and we do not want to lose voters when you are a 50-50 split country. You don't want to see right. any territory and that's what they essentially did. They seized ground and you don't want to seize ground and I, I, it's not impossible for them to pick it back up but since they're talking about impeaching him again um, I, right. I think that they have not learned their lesson. Um, so we're talking about Selena Zito, the great writer. At, uh, go to selenazito.com, at Selena Zito on Twitter. Um, I just, uh, one more question. You've been my, you've been the person that's told me for months and months and months, ease up on my idea that Joe Biden's going to fade in 10 minutes. And I've been wrong the whole time and you've been right. But at least now can we say that Joe Biden thing is over soon or, or what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I mean, Look, uh, considering the disarray this party is in, uh, you don't want to say anything definitive because, dear God, who knows what happens next. (laughs) But he has for sure um, caused his own problem. 
You know, nobody did this to him. This wasn't Chris Christie before the New Hampshire um, uh, primary on a debate stage eviscerating uh, Marco Rubio. This has been of his own making, and that is why I think um, that uh, that it's, you know, I don't know how it comes back from it. But again, you know, I'm also always very cautious to say, well, it's over, because this... There's so much instability within the party. It's really hard to, you know, say something clear and defined. Hmm. All right. Well, I know what's clear and defined is what Selena Zito writes. And if you go to selenazito.com, you can sign up there on Twitter. Now, I just found, see, I, I'm telling you, like, I'm like a really sick, twisted groupie. I'm on there now on your Twitter feed at Selena Zito. And you're bouncing back and forth with somebody about some apple pastry recipe or something. So, I mean, again, I'm like, there needs to be, we need a support group for Selena Zito followers because you're such a good writer, but you're one of the great uh, uh, personalities of the, of the uh, Trump era. So thanks for coming on, Selena. We'll talk again soon. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Uh, All right, we'll take a quick break. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be right back. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. I got to tell you, it's always fun to talk to her. You know, one of the great things about having regular guests on on the Pro-America Report and otherwise is some folks like Selena Zito. I've now had her speak at some events. I've been uh, in her presence when she's been uh, doing journalism, and she's just good fun. But she really is one of the best writers on what's happening in America. She happens to have been uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, been writing uh, in uh, Pennsylvania for many years, and then in 2016, she was one of the first ones to see what was happening with uh, Donald Trump. And I recall as the head of Phyllis Schlafly's Eagles at the time, and Phyllis Schlafly was still alive, uh, seeing Selena's writings. And she was not national yet, uh, but it was really uh, interesting. So you need to check out what she's writing. Good again, selenazito.com and check that out. All right. A couple of updates here. I get uh, your texts and emails, a lot more texts, uh, excuse me, emails right now and through social media on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin. One of them was uh, sending me some information on on um, the uh, Iowa situation. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I told you earlier in the Iowa caucus that we're talking about, I told you earlier in in my life, I was uh, chairman of the Board of Elections in the city of St. Louis. And so I often tell people, elections are harder than you think for a reason that you may not realize. And the reason is that you're effectively running a startup business Every six to 12 months, it depends on if you have primaries or local elections, but really only three to four times a year, you're starting a a complex system and you have to do it perfectly. So think about it. If you let's pretend in a, in a calendar year you have a primary and you have a general election. So you have two days where you have to put thousands and thousands of moving parts, people and things together in an intricate system with tens of thousands, millions of people, depends on what size state you're in, that are going to come to your thing and, and use your items. Right. So you have this experience. And, and now this is the detail that you don't realize. You can have good equipment. You can have good um, uh, plans. You have people. You know, hundreds in in St. Louis, where I was, you had hundreds and hundreds of people in the city of St. Louis that had to do all this work. And they only do it twice a year. 
So you practice other times, but practice isn't the same as doing it. So my point here is, you, you know, we ask uh, these election officials to, to undertake this massive uh, deal, but it's only once in a while, and it's hard to get good at it. It's hard to get good at it. It's hard to get good leaders. A lot of times you have turnover in those jobs because precisely for the same reason I just said, you don't have a lot of work to do in the in the interim of the kind of things that have to do with running an election. You still have to mo- maintain the voter files and maintain the equipment, but, you know, in terms of running the election. So it, it, you end up with people who are not practiced. I'm being generous, too. Sometimes you end up with people that just aren't good at things, and they have sort of bureaucratic jobs in, in election boards and election authorities that are uh, patronage jobs. But so the Iowa caucuses, the Democrats have have not uh, had to do this in four years. And therefore, you say, well, they should be good at it. Well, the people that are doing it haven't done it in four years. Um, and um, it's it, 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 that's one factor you got to factor in. But after that. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the, the backup that you always have is w- the paper trail. The, the the No election authority that I know of is not having a paper trail that you could point to right there. There it is. And in this case, the, the Iowa Democrat Party did a terrible job. The app failed. That's all true. But now you, you actually haven't even got the, the final results out. And you talk about uh, damaging the institution, damaging the credibility it's like ongoing. You couldn't. And then here comes Tom Perez, the head of the DNC. And one thing you can't do is from the outside have people tell election authorities what to do or how to do it when they don't know what's going on. So Perez comes in and says, oh, we should um, we should now what we should do is recanvass the whole state. And the party chair in, 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 in uh, Iowa says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You know, you don't know what you're talking about. And it looks even worse. Uh, let me pause. I'm just looking at my notes from this uh, reading about this. I didn't even say something more important. In most states, the election authority, which is usually at least bipartisan in management, is what it has full time employees all the time. The caucuses in Iowa were run by the Democratic Party, so it's even less likely these folks are really highly trained uh, election officials. They're more like uh, party, uh, you know, inside not insiders only, but party employees. So it is really, um, it's really a mess. It's really a disaster, and um, I, I can't, uh, I can't tell you how uh, bad an impression it makes and uh, what kind of thing it does to, uh, to uh, you know, what kind of impact it will have on uh, what's going forward. So that's one thing I, I want to make. Sure sure to come back and pick that up the Iowa situation I've never uh, seen anything like it I've never seen anything like it it is uh, really stunning uh, to watch and I don't know when it's um, I don't know when it's going to end I mean I don't know whether there's any um, uh, any you know if they're ever going to really publish all the results because uh, uh, now they're down to like two percent and it's been five days and they just stopped uh, putting them out all right another one I got um, um, the uh, another uh, email. Um, I sent an email out earlier this week that I am going to uh, uh, be doing a course. I'm going to be uh, doing an online course called the Constitution According to President Trump. And I'm going to teach the Constitution in uh, in about 11 weeks based on how the president, this president, has been 
teaching us about the Constitution. Some of it will be how he teaches about the Electoral College, the uh, uh, the, um, um, the the Article One versus Article Two versus Article Three. Some will be about how his opponents attack him all the time and make crazy allegations. And one of those examples, I don't know if you ever heard of it before we got to President Trump, is called the Emoluments Clause. The Emoluments Clause in the Constitution is uh, is is put there to make sure that people don't uh, enrich themselves in office uh, and. And and he was president was sued under this. The the emoluments clause was a suit and it was went all the way to the Court of Appeals. It was finally the reason I'm telling you is that finally the Court of Appeals uh, dis- dismissed it finally. And I think the Supreme Court free- refused to take it up. Uh, but the, the um, this this was uh, one of the ways that we've learned about the Constitution. The emoluments clause, of course, let me tell you, is also called the foreign emoluments clause provision of U.S. Constitution. Article one, section nine, paragraph eight. That's what I didn't know. And it prohibits federal office holders from receiving any gift payment or other thing of value from a foreign state or its rulers, officers or representatives. Again, they, they claim that the uh, president, uh, by his uh, family's ownership of all the Trump hotels, that somehow he was getting payments. It's not what they meant. It's not what they intended. It's crazy. But anyway, this course that I'm going to teach uh, that I mentioned a few days ago, or maybe last week on the show, is uh, starts next Wednesday. So if you want to find out more about this course, you can go to phyllisschlafly.com. phyllisschlafly.com. Do a search for the Constitution according to Donald Trump. Or you can call me, excuse me, email me uh, directly, edit edmartinlive.com and I'll fill you in on it. Uh, It's going to be really fun. It's going to be 11 uh, one-hour episodes uh, online video uh, with the ability for people to ask questions and uh, carry on. It'll be really a lot of fun. It's going to be a pro-America project, so uh, you can join me for that. All right. Uh, Let me do a few thank yous this week. A very busy week. I want to make sure to say thank you to Noah. So much more than our technical director. He keeps us uh, going in every way. We've had a lot of changes when the show moved to an earlier hour. I've had to do some pre-recording and things. He's made it work, so I appreciate that very much. And uh, Joanna, who helps produce the show out of uh, St. Lewis really helps us get guests lined up and a lot of our folks and especially to the answer San Diego uh, and the folks there uh, just appreciate it very much the shift and doing uh, all these uh, changes don't forget to go to the answer San Diego.com uh, you can find the show as a podcast you can find Andrea K show all the different things that are going on lots of changes in radio lots of changes in radio one of the great things is that the answer San Diego is just rock solid right in the center of making sure you have all this great programming all day long so appreciate it very much and most of all, we appreciate all the listeners who are um, here for us and have us keep doing this. So uh, great to have you listening. Thanks for listening. We will be back on Monday. Don't forget, Monday, 7 p.m. We'll be here, and we're there all the time. TheAnswerSanDiego.com. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Movement. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>